Did you know improving your communication can double your net worth? Just because it's not your title doesn't mean you're not in sales. You are. Lloyd Day created and has taught this communication training for 30 plus years. Macy McNeely, Lloyd's daughter, and Catherine Schubert, a founding student, were struggling entrepreneurs who, after going under his wing and seeing their businesses quadruple, knew that this was the missing piece for so many others. That's how the Guide Culture Training started and has taught over 500 students in just two short years. Sales is guiding people into a decision that is best for them. Guide Culture is not sales training, it's life training. We are a group of completely bought-in sales professionals who persuade for good. Here are your hosts, Macy, Loy, and Catherine. Hey fam, popping in real quick. I recorded this podcast a couple of weeks ago and I couldn't th- stop thinking about how I think it would be really helpful to workshop through some of the things that I talk about in this episode. So a little bit later in the episode, you're going to hear me talk about, um, hey, you know, grab a pen and paper, really work this through. And I, I still would love for you to do that. And then I would love for you to come into the winner circle. Today, if you're listening, listening to this live, it's going to be February the 2nd of 2021. And inside the winner circle today at 3.30 Eastern time, we're actually going to workshop through all of this. So you can be, be really clear around a process uh, that is going to flow into your game day list. So you can know that your game day list aligns with what you're kind of chipping away at for the quarters. Hey, hey, fam. So excited to share the message with you today. I'm pretty fired up about it, actually. Um, in January, we had a couple of uh, vision, or not vision calls, but um, workshop calls with the people in our winter circle. And the winter circle is our free Facebook community. And you can join anytime. It's linked in show notes um, of this episode. And in the beginning of January, we had a vision boarding uh, workshop call. And uh, that was really interesting to hear kind of the tone of what it felt like a lot where a lot of people were at. And then a little bit later in January, we had another call, a workshop call about selling on stories. And I got some similar kind of vibes from everybody. And that was just feeling really, really stuck since the pandemic broke out. Since March of 2020, people feeling stuck and maybe feeling a little bit frozen and feeling uh, just a little bit off their game still since um, since the beginning of the pandemic. And while uh, that is so valid and I like to totally understand where that is coming from, there kind of comes a point where it's no longer really an excuse. Of course, at the beginning of March, I think everybody was kind of like, oh my gosh, what's happening? But now, you know, as an entrepreneur, you really just have to adjust and adapt. And I think a lot of us, we have set some intentions for 2021. Maybe it was like the beginning of January, you did your uh, vision boarding, you did some exercises, maybe you did our vision board exercises, uh, creating your vivid, vivid vision, and then answering those questions and getting really, really excited about it. But you know, now we're in February, right? It's February 2nd that this episode is coming out. And uh, based on what I'm hearing and seeing is that that vision boarding situation, didn't really help. It didn't really work. Or maybe you got this like new planner and you got this new system and you were, you know, you were really fired up about it. But here we are again in February and it's just like, it's just not 
working or it's just not giving you the momentum you thought it would give you. And there's a chance that you're feeling really distracted. And I know that being distracted might be the most detrimental thing that can happen, truly. It really gets you off mission and it can uh, cloud your mind and it can almost lessen the quality of the work that you do. And this is so normal to feel distracted, but I really want to give you um, kind of a three-step guide a little bit today of how to fight that with everything that you have and to get back on that momentum train so you can feel really good about picking up where you are, uh, where you might have left off of March of 2020 today and get back on track. We're going to talk about a framework that you can do uh, right now. And I just want to challenge you to do this for the next 90 days. Okay. I know I mentioned maybe you got a planner, you have this new system and you started to try to do it and you're just kind of falling off. Just ditch it for 90 days, 90 days. Just give me 90 days of doing what I'm about to talk about today and get back with me and see if it has helped. So the first thing we got to do as a family, all of us together, we've got to fight the poor input with all that you have. Now, typically, I really like to keep things uh, positive and in guide culture we do. So for example, instead of fighting poor input, I would want to, I would encourage someone else to flip it and say, you know, get the good input in, you know, like, oh, like take that in and focus on that as much as you can. But there's a reason that I'm still calling it fight the poor input with all that you have, because truthfully, good input is just not enough. It's just not enough. The good books, the good podcasts, the good, uh, you know, people in your life, it's just not enough. You have to fight the bad with everything that you have. You've got to turn off the news. You've got to unfollow the people. If you're on TikTok and your algorithm is showing you things that is maybe not encouraging to your soul, you can, you can hold down that video and press uninterested and get your algorithm back right on track. Fight the negative input with all that you have. As a business owner, the most important thing you can do is focus your energy and your team's energy in the right direction. And if your energy is distracted and if your energy is focusing on the wrong input, the rest is going to follow, right? But if you really represent, hey, I am staying on mission no matter what's happening in the world, I'm focused on the right things, that is going to follow with your team as well. You know, we say a lot in, in guide culture, talk about soldiers not being distracted by civilian affairs. And it's worth talking about again today. Uh, you know, if you think about a soldier, you think about them being on mission. You think about them being, you know, maybe deployed or being on location for a specific reason or a specific mission. And they are there to do one thing. And that's what they are focused on. The civilian affairs all around them, the things that don't really matter in terms of the mission, they're not distracted by it. They are so laser focused. And that is the mentality that you have got to take on. The civilian affairs all around you are un they're irrelevant. They're truly irrelevant. You've got to be a soldier. Get back and get some clarity on what your mission is. Think about what breaks your heart. Think about what just 
just kills you on the inside and be so focused on that. I know a great example of this is I've seen on a Shark Tank before of a mom who had started a business and she brought her son with her and and the sharks kind of asked her, you know, hey, to the, or excuse me, they asked the little boy, hey, you know, what is one thing you wish, you know, your mom could have? And and he kind of made it, the little boy made a comment like, I wish she could have more sales. <laughs> well, he didn't really say more sales, but like, I wish she could have, make money so that, you know, she doesn't have to work all the time. And honestly, thinking about that little boy's mom and thinking about how he desires her attention and she can't give him attention because her sales are not where they need to be. That breaks my heart enough to get refocused on the mission. Like do it for the little boy's mom who needs to make her business work and can't seem to get the sales where they need to be. So think about that specific story for you. Like what is the thing that breaks your heart? Is it something, a story of a specific client that you've had and that you've helped, or maybe it is something you've seen on TV, but find out, hey, what hurts you? Uh, What makes you just, just kill you and you just want to help them so badly and stay focused on that that is your mission, not the civilian affairs outside of that. If you're listening to the world and you are watching the news and you are just staying up to date, I just want you to know I have been there. I've been in it really hard uh, and it has made me really bitter. And so one thing in 2021 uh, has been, hey, when I'm feeling bitter, bitter, I just need to get busy. I got to get busy focusing on the mission, keeping the attention where it needs to go. And of course, you know, there are obvious things that kind of might feel distracting a little bit. Like the, uh, the average person might say, you know, your phone, the news, your social media. I mean, I need my phone and I need social media to do what I do. I think you can use that really specifically. Those things can totally be a distraction if you're not using them really intentionally, right? But there are other distractions too that I feel like I need to talk about, which are uh, distractions that seem like they're really a good thing, but they actually might get you off mission. So one thing that's interesting is the more successful that you get or the more traction that you get, the more opportunities come. New partnership possibilities, new courses, new products, new social media platforms, new strategies, and all these sometimes just seem like really shiny objects. Uh, It can also be uh, very, very distracting because you think it's going to help you grow, but that necessarily isn't the case. Fight with everything you have to fall in that trap fight it. One one thing you could do actually is kind of decide what you're not going to do. So at the end of 2020, one thing we decided we were not going to do was hire another coach. We were just going to, you know, kind of get grounded, polish our foundation, as we like to say, because what we were finding is that coaches were kind of distracting us and having so many different opinions and might possibly not really being aligned with uh, the heart and the mission of guide culture. And they were thinking with their head and we're thinking with our hearts. And it was just a little bit confusing. And so at the end of 2020, we decided, hey, we're just not going to work with anybody for a minute. In 2021, one thing we decided we're not going to do is really create anything new. We're not going to create a single new thing. We are polishing what we already have and making what we already do 
even better. And I tell you what, we've already had to fight that. I was just sitting with Kat uh, yesterday and had an idea for something new. And I just was like, you know, this is t- needs to be tabled for 2022. But here's a thought that I that I have that we could do. But I mean, it is so tempting to just go all in on something that you're excited about and it feels really relevant and feels really, really exciting. And sometimes there are cases where you need to leave room, kind of what I like to call for miracles, where you do create something new and it does feel right and it does make sense. But for us in 2021, we've decided what we are not doing and that is creating new things. And, you know, over the past three years, you know, we really did focus on one course for a really, really long time and uh, which is guide culture. That's the sales training that we do. And I think that that has been a huge deal for us. It's been the magic ticket for growing. The only other thing we made was needle movers. And that was uh, in 2020, but really focusing on one thing over time, sharing it live, polishing it, redoing it, cleaning it up over and over and over. I just really think that has been a huge deal, a huge deal for us getting so confident in the one thing that we do and the one thing that I feel like that uh, we want people to know us for. So after you fight with everything that you have to get the poor input out of your brain and out of your ears and out of your mind, another thing that can be really helpful is go ahead and determine how it looks like for you to win each day in each quarter. I'm, I'm just going to talk about days and quarters right now. Of course, we could go year, three year, 10 year. But right now, I just want to talk about what it takes to win each day in each quarter. At the end of each day and the, at the end of each quarter, you probably want to know, okay, what do I need to accomplish in order to consider this a winning day or an accomplished day or an accomplished quarter? A lot of times we have a massive to-do list, a massive to-do list or a massive dream list without really setting the intentions of what just needs to be done that day or what just needs to be focused on that quarter. And when that happens, it might feel like you really haven't gotten anything done. You know, for example, if you have 30 things on your to-do list and you've crossed off three that day, there's a chance all you see is the 27 things that didn't get done instead of the three that did get done. So even though that could be a really successful day and a winning day, if you only see those 27 things that didn't get done, it doesn't feel like a win. But if you already knew hey, there's 30 things, 30 things on the list and I'm going to focus on three today, then you can declare a win for that day. So really acknowledging and focusing on the, those three things that you did do really well, it's going to really foster some major, major momentum. And I got to say, when you're in momentum and if you're listening to this and you've been in that momentum and you've felt that flow, you know how game changing it is. It just goes bigger and bigger and bigger. It feels like the flywheel effect where you just kind of get on this flywheel and you start going kind of slow and then all of a sudden you just fly off the flywheel and someone's like hey how did you you know when did your business take off and you look back and you're like I don't know I've just been in momentum I've been on the flywheel and it just happened and that's exactly what momentum can do for you and focusing on the 27 things that didn't get done will 100% stop the momentum because you'll start feeling discouraged just start kind of taking it personally so declaring hey what does today look like to win 
to get the W is really, really important. And now I'm going to tell, talk through a system and I hope that you are, if you're listening to this driving or running, just know that you might need to re-listen with a pen and paper because I want to talk to talk through a little bit of a system that might help you determine what those wins are and how to set up those quarters so that you can know how to set up your days so you can know and declare and acknowledge what has been a win and what has not been a win. So at the beginning of each year, and I know we're in February, so you might want to start this maybe in Q2 if you've never done it. I want you to sit down and do something called a SWOT analysis. Now I'm going to talk all about this, but the SWOT analysis exercise, it really helps you to think outside of the business. So if you find yourself thinking about, I want you to post every day, or, you know, I need to get this podcast out, or I need to, you know, write an email that goes out this week. That's really not thinking outside of the business. That is super, super inside the little task that, of course, need to get done. Uh, but when you are so in it, you, you never really look outside the business of the big things that probably need to be thought through or problems that need to be solved. So if you have a team, I would encourage you to do this with everybody on your team. But if you're alone, do it alone. If someone is kind of in your life that knows your business, like maybe it's a spouse, maybe have them sit down and do it with you too, just to get some additional perspective. So SWAT stands for four categories. And this is uh, nothing I made up at all. This is something that I've learned from um, who even knows? Probably a book. I think Traction actually talks about this, but it's a uh, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. So you have four categories: strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Now I want to give you a couple of examples of ours to help you kind of see where we're going here. So for example, some strengths that uh, Guide Culture has. I think our program is absolutely top-notch stellar. Uh, our team is really stellar. And then our coaches, those are some of our major strengths. Some weaknesses that we have is possibly focusing too, on too many big projects at once. I think that there's a little bit of a lack of clarity between the three Instagrams we run, which is Catherine's, Minds, and Guide Culture's Instagram. Also, I'm, we're not as ahead as I personally would like to be. And I think we all would like to be a little bit more ahead in terms of content planning and scheduling. Some opportunities are uh, if we had more coaches, we would be able to serve more people and uh, the, a huge opportunity to be a shining light in this world right now. And also, I think YouTube is an opportunity on the horizon for us. I feel really excited about YouTube all of a sudden. I'm not really sure why. Some things that might threaten guide culture. Uh, one thing we talked about was value overwhelm. Uh, one thing that, that can happen is if you have so much free value that you give, people feel like they need to um, possibly get through all the free value and it's just too much. And they think if I can't get through the free value, how am I going to get through the guide culture training? So really kind of uh, thinking through strategic ways to give value and reverse engineering everything that we give a value is important. Another threat could be too much reliance on social media. Uh, social media has been so unpredictable. It has been almost volatile at times and it can be hard to cut through the, all that noise and some noise is just you can't cut through 
through it and you shouldn't cut through it and you just kind of need to be quiet for a little bit and that's totally fine. Uh, but the reliance on social media has been threatening uh, in my in my brain. I have no idea how to solve that, but that's how I've been feeling a little bit lately. So when you have this list of the things that could be solved or things that could be capitalized on, you'll kind of have a smaller list of things and you could say, hey, if this list of things could be solved or capitalized on in Q1, that would mean it was a win. That would be a big fat W for Q1. Now, the on this list, there's probably, you know, 10 things. And this is just an example of a few. You should see our list of all of these four. They, it is so long. It's like three Google Sheets long uh, with the in the um, table. Like when you make a table on a Google Sheet, it's like three pages long of strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. But in Q1, if I could just pull out like four things that we could solve or capitalize on, that would be a win. This is you deciding, hey, this means that we will win the quarter. Don't look at the whole list and think, oh my gosh, I have so much to do. I have so many problems to solve. Think of those, hey, these are going to be tabled for 2022, 2023, and maybe even 2024, but I'm just looking at Q1. So of the examples that I just gave you, the ones that I'm kind of reading right now, there's a few that stick out to me. There's like four that specifically stick out to me that I feel like we can solve or that we could capitalize on. One of the things we could absolutely solve is having that lack of clarity between three Instagrams. 100%, we can solve that. Uh, not being ahead enough. That is a little bit urgent. Baby McNeely is coming in just a couple of months and getting super ahead is just of the highest priority for me, at least, right? More coaches is an opportunity that we really need to capitalize on. And then I also think that value overwhelm, we can start sketching out a plan to solve that. So if those four things, having the lack of clarity of the three Instagrams, not being ahead enough, getting more coaches and getting that clear path for more coaches and value overwhelm. If we could take care of those four things in Q1, that would be huge. Do you see how declaring what it looks like to win the game? You're basically setting the real rules of the game for yourself and for your team, which is going to help you get that momentum. Okay, so now let's break them down a little bit to what it takes to either make them happen or to solve them. Okay, so I'm going to go kind of slow here. If you're writing, I, I think you should really be writing this down. I think it'd really help you. So the first one is lack of clarity between the three Instagrams. Okay, how can we solve that problem? One thing that would really, really help us solve that problem is having an ICA meeting with all the marketing people, which would be Natalie, myself, and Kat. ICA stands for Ideal Client Avatar. Sitting down and deciding, okay, like what is, what are our people thinking? What are their pains? What are their product problems? What do they enjoy? What are they entertained by? Like really breaking down who this ideal person is. And then creating the pillars that we want for each of our Instagrams. So for example, if, you know, something that they really desire is to be able to have the freedom of entrepreneurship. This is just an example that I'm coming off off the top of my head. One thing I know that they 
might need, they don't necessarily want to work on, but one thing they will definitely need to work on is sales skills because freedom comes with money, period. It just does. And so if they're lacking freedom and want freedom and that's a pain that they feel, one thing they might really need is sales skills. So is that is that going to be a pillar on the guy culture Instagram? Is it going to be a pillar for Kat and mine? It might overlap on all three. It also might not. Maybe Kat and I want to talk a little bit more, per, you know, share a little bit more personal things. Maybe um, that is a pillar that is kind of quote allowed in our personal Instagrams if that's the direction we want to go. We haven't done this yet, but that's one thing we can absolutely do is determine what are the pillars that we are going to align with for each Instagram, for the guide culture Instagram, for Kat's Instagram, and for my own personal Instagram. That would solve the problem. Now, those two things are massive. The ICA meeting, I mean, I've been in an, it, done ICA work for one entire week straight. Kat and I have been locked up in an office working on ICA and it has been so game changing for the clarity that we have, but it takes some massive, massive work. And then determining those pillars, it might take, you know, a couple of meetings to get clarity in that, right? And that's okay. We'll break that down when it's time to get those things on the calendar and get those things completed for Q1. But for now, those are the two things it'll take to solve the problem of the clarity in the Instagrams. The second thing is not being ahead enough. So, uh, for example, some things to do to schedule in our weeks is to simply go ahead and knock out 20 Instagram posts that you're going to write. Go ahead and uh, record three podcasts and schedule three podcast guests for Q1 and uh, then plan out content that aligns with launches for the next six months. So decide what the content is going to look like in the email, decide what the content is going to look like in the Instagrams, in the TikToks, in all of the social media places for the next six, six months and then go ahead and start chomping at the bit at those things. Easy. We just got to create the to-dos to be able to get ahead. Another thing, uh, more coaches. This is something that we are so excited to focus on all of 2020, which is the coaches program. So creating the clear uh, coaches program, determining the path to becoming the highest level coach, which we call a master coach, recruiting 10 coaches per quarter to be able to slowly grow the team to, to what we want it to look like in 2024. And then refreshing coach program with clear uh, training. And those are simple to do's to be able to capitalize on the opportunity of more coaches. And lastly, value overwhelm. So a couple things to do to be able to solve that. We could determine, you know, two places that new content goes each week, right? Instead of uh, having new content everywhere all the time, but really zeroing in on a couple places. And I know one of those places I would love to be the winner circle, which is what we are definitely focusing on. And then also uh, really working kind of our sales messaging of selling people to complete the things that we've already created for them instead of giving them something new. So it's really tempting to create new opt-ins, new mini trainings, new workshops, new all the things, but instead of continuously creating new stuff, uh, uh, really work on encouraging people to go back to the original thing that you know is so valuable that you know it could really help them and just getting them to actually complete it. And then once they've completed it, then kind of work with them differently. And you can segment those lists to be able to do that really well. But focusing on selling people on doing the free thing over and over and over again, and then slowly moving them into additional free value. So now we have kind of the, the things that need to happen in order to solve the problem 
or capitalize on the opportunity. And so now you just break it down into steps. You just break it down into what, honestly, it becomes a to-do list. And when you have a team, you start delegating, you know, different to-dos for each person. One thing we were Kat and I are both really trying to do is have uh, lots of mental margin to dream. So the more you can delegate, the better. So I'm just going to talk about um, kind of getting more coaches that that plan some to do's would look like set up a, a meeting with the team to plan the path. And we did this for two straight days. We actually flew in our um, head of coaches. Her name is Sarah Stapleton. Shout out to Sarah. Uh, she came from Kansas. And for two days, we sat there and we planned and planned and planned on what qualifies a coach, the coach program, the outline of the program, the content, then you film it, then you put it into the portal and then you got to deliver the info to the coaches. How do we want to do that? Maybe it's a retreat, maybe it's a Zoom call, whatever looks best for you. And then think about a recruitment process to be able to uh, know, hey, if I recruit 10 people to be coaches that are really high level and we ask them specifically, the chances of half of those actually becoming master coaches is pretty high to be able to plan what our goal is for the next three years. So you just break it down into to-do list. Literally everything in life, I swear, everything in life and everything in business is simply reverse engineering what you want. You see these threats, these opportunities, these all these things, and you're like, wow, those seem so big. How am I ever going to solve them? You just slowly back it up and think, what are the big things that need to happen? And then those big things, let's break them down into to-do lists. And then, then, then those to-do lists, those start going into your game day list. You slowly start chomping at the bit. And then once you have your game day list, which I'm about to talk about the game day list if you don't know what it is, but it's the the daily deposit. This is how we structure our days to be able to know we are chomping at the bit to move the needle to get the win for the quarter. If you're looking at your game day list and you're like, I don't know what to put in it. It's because you haven't done the work. You haven't backed it up a little bit to know hey, what am I actually working towards besides posting on Instagram? But what are the big things I'm really working towards so that one day when I look up a year from now, I'm going to say, oh, okay, all of this game day list, it has been worth it because I've gotten wins in the quarters. So once you have your to-do list, you know, you can kind of determine when you want to do what the to-do list is, right? So for example, the coach program, it looks like it's going to take a couple of backstage days, which those are our days where we uh, do a lot of kind of behind the scenes work and probably about one onstage day. So if you look at the backstage days, we need to outline the content and write the content. So honestly, if I have a couple backstage days a week, it might take two weeks worth of backstage days, honestly. So that's about four backstage days to get it really right, to get it really really clear to get it feeling really, really good. Maybe get a couple of rehearsal days in to practice it. Also, we'll probably need to spend some time studying as well. And then once we have all the backstage days done, we have all the content ready. We need about one onstage day to film all of that. What's crazy is how much rehearsal and how much back-end needs to go into having to, to being prepared for your onstage day. So honestly, you might even need half of an onstage day, which is awesome. And then we got to put it in the portal, which is something that you delegate. So in just a couple of weeks, you can get a major, major thing done, like major thing. And that can be a huge win for your quarter that's done in just two weeks. In just two weeks, it's done. Once you decide what's, which days will be your onstage days and your backstage days, you just 
kind of put those things on your game day list when it is time. Now, if you don't know what the backstage day and onstage day situation is, we will link that podcast episode in the show notes so you can get a refresher. So once you know what it's clearly going to look like to win the quarter, then you can know once you schedule your days what a clear win will look like for each day. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about kind of deciding what those days look like in just a second. Now, you might be listening to this and and you might be feeling like, Macy, only four things per quarter. Like that's all you focus on each quarter. And I get it because you're probably looking at your list and thinking like, I have so many more things that need to happen. But when you have all those things on your list and they're all in your brain, you're just going to be overwhelmed and end up getting none of it done and just be totally frozen. So try this exercise, go back, re-listen to this podcast episode, re-listen to this part talking about uh, threats, opportunities, um, strengths, and weaknesses, and sit down and take some time and write this out for you. The third thing that you can do to really get back into momentum is to really pick a process and obsess over it. Pick a process and obsess over it. Don't obsess over the results because the results may or may not happen, right? The time, freedom, and the money, and the big business, like that, those are not guaranteed. But the one thing that is guaranteed is a process that you can focus on and you can obsess over it. I mean, I don't have to tell you guys that, you know, the process is what gets you the outcome, right? And so when you become obsessed with what that process is, the chances of that outcome happening, while not guaranteed, it's definitely increased. So what's important here is really narrowing in on what the actual process is. So I just mentioned a little bit about that quarterly process. So let's talk through the daily process. One thing I think can be so distracting in people's process is potentially a planner that has so many things that you need to write in. I've seen this on a lot of planners where you write in your finances and you write in your water intake and you write in your vitamins and you write in what you're having for lunch, breakfast, and dinner and what you need at the grocery store and time blocking and to-do lists and priorities. And all those things are super important to track and to know of and to be aware for your health and your just overall life. When all those things are in front of you all the time, you can easily lose focus on those true needle moving things. Sometimes I even see planners with um, like daily goals. And in my opinion, you should not be setting those goals every day. You should simply be executing a process on the goals that you've already set each quarter. So the goals that we just talked about for uh, the quarter would be, you know, getting clarity on the three Instagrams, getting more ahead, getting those more coaches, having that clear process, and then getting clarity on where the value goes, right? So those goals are already set. Now you just execute the process on the goals, that you have each quarter. You should not be making new daily goals every day, right? You want to go ahead and make the decision of what the day looks like way ahead of time. You're just simply following through. If you are setting new goals every day, it could be causing your work to be super scattered. You know, another way to think about this is, okay, if you set the goal to uh, in Q1 to run three times a week, 
go ahead and decide the days that that are those are happening. You should not have a goal to run that day. It should be, I am running this day. I've already scheduled it. I'm just executing the plan. And the daily deposit journal, I think, guys, I'm, I just know that this is it. If everybody just focused on this for 90 days, the daily deposit practice, their life would drastically change. I'm even more convinced than ever because we had Dr. Kapinski on the podcast about vision boarding and uh, she is brilliant. And we'll link that podcast also if you didn't listen to her, but she was talking about some things in that podcast that she quote, prescribes her patients for optimal brain health. And the things that she prescribes her patients with are things in the daily deposit. And I even mentioned in the podcast, I'm like, wow, I'm sure people come to you really wanting, you know, the magic pill or the magic solution. And she's giving them kind of the, the hard work to do in order to get where they want to go. And so the, what she quote prescribes her patients is gratitude, changing that input, which is kind of reading personal development, what you're learning, and then affirmations, which are three of the major things in daily deposit. This brilliant doctor is saying, hey, if you want your brain health to be optimal, go do gratitude, go get that good positive input, those good positive books, and do affirmations. In fact, she even bulk orders daily deposit journals for her patients. She studies the brain and how to rewire it. And there is science behind daily deposit of why it is so effective and why it is so powerful. It is simple. It is clear. There's not all those distractions of all the other things that you might feel like you need to be doing. It is so simple. It is so clear. You have a clear way to win, a very clear and simple way to win. And it helps you direct your thoughts. So in affirmations and in what you're learning, the input, it directs your thoughts. And you know that as a leader, the direction of your thoughts is the way that you and your team is going to go. And to establish that clear win for you in that day, that's where that game day list comes in. Now, I want to give everybody this reminder about the game day list, okay? If you don't know what the game day list is, it is where you choose five needle moving things, five needle moving things. If you can get these five needle moving things done, you have clearly set those intentions of what it looks like to win the day. Things that are not needle moving are things that are already on the calendar. So like any kind of appointment, any kind of discovery call, any kind of meeting, those are already on the calendar. Calendar, They are going to happen anyway. They are not game day list items. Now, what it takes to book a sales call that might be a little bit more uh, needle moving, right? So the the sales activities, those are the game day list items, not the actual sales calls. This is what helps you chip away at those big quarterly things. So once you pick your quarterly problems you're going to solve or the quarterly opportunities you're going to capitalize on, when you break it down into to-dos, you're going to have a massive to-do list of probably 50 or 100 things you're trying to do in the quarter. But now we just pick five of those at a time, a little bit at a time. Your life, it is moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts, okay? And your most important responsibility as a leader and as a business owner is to focus your thoughts thoughts and your team's thoughts in the right direction. And the daily deposit absolutely helps you do that. So in the what you're learning section of the daily deposit, 
you should have plenty of stuff to be able to write there. This stuff is the things that you're reading and that you're learning. If you don't, if you don't have stuff to write in what you're learning, then that is a red flag of, hey, I really need to sit down and decide when I'm going to read and when I'm going to set time aside to learn. We just did a podcast with um, Tuheen. It's coming out in March, but she talked about reading as as if you're reading on a, on a treasure hunt. You're looking for that treasure that you can just grasp onto to might be the next idea or the next creative breakthrough. And that typically is what goes in the what I'm learning section. If you've tried the daily deposit and you've fallen off or if you've never tried it before this is just like my rally cry to get you on board again or to get you on board for the very first time I am so convinced that this is all you need to be able the system right here is what you need this is the process to be obsessed with where you are going to look up one day and be like oh my gosh how did I get here I have no idea I've been so focused on the right process I've been so focused on the right thoughts and the right affirmations and I've been so grounded in gratitude and I've been focusing on winning every single day and look at where I've ended up I'm so much further than I ever thought I was I just know that this is it and you don't need the journal that has been my thing since the beginning you can do this on a napkin you can do it on a post-it note we have it all laid out for you it's in the winter circle in fact there is a whole unit in the winter circle breaking down everything everything of how to do this daily deposit really well with the journal or without it there's a podcast on the daily deposit breaking it down as well if you are kind of struggling with the reading and what to learn one thing that could be really beneficial is signing up for the winning wednesday text that guide culture sends you we'll put the information this the the description in this show these show notes are going to be quite lengthy because uh, you can take the text that we send uh, for winning wednesday and maybe kind of borrow that for what you're learning until you can get your reading game in momentum. Commit to this process of daily deposit for 90 days and just see where your growth is at. See where your mind is at. See where your heart is at. I feel with everything in me that you will become unrecognizable unrecognizable if you become so obsessed you get busy with the daily deposit instead of getting bitter with the world and being frozen in the world it's going to change the trajectory of your life so to wrap this all up the top three points i want you to first things first fight the poor input with everything that you have determine what it's going to take to win each quarter which will then determine what it is going to take to win each day and then last but not least pick a process and obsess over it and the process I want you to pick is the daily deposit practice do it for 90 days see how it goes let me know in the dms on instagram I would love to just cheer you on and to congratulate you once you get through the 90 days if you want the journal one thing that I think is really really cool about the journal is it becomes kind of like a keepsake I have quite a few that I love going back through and seeing kind of where I was at in each season of my life and each season of growing the business. It's really encouraging to reflect. Also, there's like a huge list of affirmations that you can use for your affirmations. I, I refer to those quite a bit and that's really helpful to go in the journal as well. 
podcast. So we'll put the link to grab the journal if you want it. It's like 29 bucks. It's really inexpensive and it might get a nice little kickstart for you to start that momentum, to start that flywheel effect so you can really take off. Thanks so much, fam. I can't wait to hear from you. Hope you enjoyed and we'll talk soon. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode and you are feeling like, hey, like life circumstances keep getting in my way or my schedule keeps getting in my way. I think that my game day list is too big. I can't seem to get everything done. I just want you to know it is not you. Most of the time, it's not your schedule. It's not the life circumstances. It's really a process. There's a process that's missing that remember we talked about obsessing over a process. You might be missing that element and needle movers. We're going to go ahead and open needle movers today. This is where you're really going to learn that process to obsess over. You're going to learn how to plan to win. You're going to learn how to build a really strong foundation uh, so that you can keep going for the long haul. And one of the best parts about needle movers is you see exactly how everything gets scheduled in my personal calendar. I sit down, I share my screen with you with my calendar and my daily deposit and my Asana task management and how it all gets plugged in into the day where I'm not questioning if it's going to get done. I'm simply just really executing this the script of the day that I've already planned and you're going to see exactly how that gets done. So needle movers will be uh, linked in this episode in the show notes. It'll also be linked in our Instagram bios. If you have any questions about needle movers, don't be afraid to DM us on Instagram. You can DM me at Macy McNeely and I will definitely see you there. Thank you so much for listening and we hope this episode encouraged you in your journey. Come join us over at the Winner's Circle Facebook group of online entrepreneurs who are winning the game of life. The link is down in the show notes. We'll see you there.